Hey everyone, my name is Maggie Tang. And I'm Elena Cho. And welcome to Gourmand, a show set on empowering the next generation of food lovers and leaders. Today's guest on the show is Elizabeth Holder, president of Lottery North America. Lottery dates back over 150 years as one of Paris's first tea rooms. Now, with over 100 stores globally, they're famous for bringing a bit of Paris worldwide with their beautiful macarons. In this episode, we chat with Elizabeth about what it's like working in a family business, how innovation intersects with keeping true to the Lottery brand, and what the world's most expensive macaron is. Let's dig in. Welcome to Gourmand, Elizabeth. Oh, Maggie. Hello, Elena. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to share with you today the story of La Durée. Yeah, so let's dig in. Um, well, we first wanted to go in um, and learn a little bit more about you and your childhood growing up in France. Uh-huh. So actually, the brand, my family bought it 25 years ago. So um, I was still a teenager almost at that time. And um, we were already in the food business because my father and my grandparents, um, they are baker. So we have this brand called Paul in the family. And so we are in the food business forever. And La Durée, the story is that my oldest brother, David, was a student in Paris. And every Saturday, we used to go at La Durée for lunch. So, of course, between food people, so my father and the owner of La Durée, they used to meet each other and to speak and to share. And one day, um, the owner of La Durée let him know that he wanted to sell. He wasn't interested anymore in um, in working in the business. So my father uh, obviously said, okay, you know what? I'm super interested. I love the brand. It was only one tea room in Paris. And at that time, it was like four or five flavors of macaron. Very simple, no really branding or anything, but a beautiful, beautiful store. And um, I see my father really had the, the spirit of it. He understood right away what he could do with the brand. And uh, and my oldest brother um, at that time just was finishing his studies. And so he said to my father, you know what, let me La Durée go back to Paul and me, I will take care of, uh, will take care of La Durée. And he did this amazing job to develop the brand. And, uh, and now everybody knows. And, uh, and so that's really amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, how did you feel when your father told you that um, he was going to buy Lauderay, like this shop that you had gone to as a kid? So, you know, again, I, I was like in my like 16 or 17 years old. Um, I wasn't really interested in the business. Um, actually, I was sure I didn't want to work in the food business, neither family <laughs> business. So <laughs> I guess I was wrong and because now... I, of course, that's what I do. Um, so, I, I, of course, I used to go very, very often, and I think I didn't realize how it was in my DNA and how I, 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 I was living the adventure with them. Uh, but on my side, I was in a business school, and after I worked for 10 days in fashion and luxury, and uh, so it came little by little. Yeah. What was that experience like working in fashion? Because that is where your career started. I love it. I was, it was really the one, the thing I wanted to do. And I, I worked for Hermes. Uh, and that's funny because I, I worked for three different brands. And each time it was a family business with two brothers. Um, so I think it was really uh, funny to, 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 to see this after. 
Fait each time it was family business and I, and I recreated actually a little bit of what happened in my, fam in my own family. And working at Hermes, I think it's the uh, same. It's not um, a coincidence. I think it's very close to La Durée in many parts because it's luxury brand. Uh, it's a family business. It's international. Um, I think really the, the heart of the brand uh, at Hermes is a craftsman. At La Durée, it's our pastry chef. Uh, so it, actually, it's very similar. And I think it helps me every day uh, to have worked for Hermes uh, being at La Durée. Yeah, it's so interesting thinking about kind of the parallels between those two different brands. What would you say are some of the characteristics and why you love working at a family-owned business so much? Is it the culture that it creates or the dynamic? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. The thing is, uh, it goes fast. Um, it's, yeah, it's really a family spirit. So we work all together. And especially in the U.S., it's a smaller team than in Paris. Um, but I think we, we, we work together, we grow together. Um, we try to be very agile and dynamic in our business. Uh, and it's very interesting because it's limitless. You can think about many things. You can be super creative. Um, you can push the limit. You can take some risk. Uh, and when it's your own business, it's yes, it's, it's easier to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, when you were um, working in fashion, what was that moment that made you realize that you wanted to join um, Lottery in your family business? Because you said that before you didn't want to work in the food industry. Yes, that's true. Um, I think I was getting more mature. I get married, um, and and my father was calling me like every day or maybe twice a day to ask me when I would join the family business. So one day you just wake up and you say, "Okay, I, I wanted to try. Um, I really wanted to work with my parents uh, and not realize it would be too late to do it." So I think just one day you get more mature and, and, and you want to try something new. Yeah. So what what is kind of the day-to-day -day of your role um, as the president? So actually I have different, I don't know if you say this in English, different hats, uh, different responsibilities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because I'm at the same time president of the U.S. and also I'm the marketing and communication manager worldwide. So I work a lot in the morning with the Paris team. So of course, uh, because of the uh, jet lag. So I really try to working on all the collection and everything uh, with the Paris team. And in the afternoon, I'm more focused on the American business. So, mm -hmm. But I don't have two days similar. Every day is very different between the operational things to manage, the, the the team of course the the everything to well, it's so many different subjects but it's very passionate uh -huh. yeah that sounds like you wear a bunch of hats and are doing new things every day um how has your role changed though when you first started um 10 years ago with the company um till now and how has like uh opening in the u.s and growing that brand in the u.s been when we arrived in the U.S. 10 years ago, we just had one store on Madison. It was a retail store. And uh, I really spent a lot of time with my husband in the store, uh, behind the counter, being with my clients, understand the U.S. market. We wanted 
didn't want, want we didn't want to arrive in the U.S. market like uh, French guys. Like we know everything. <laughs> Our brand is fantastic, and uh, you will see. No, uh, I know the American market is very very challenging, and we needed to learn a lot. So we took our time, really, to be in the store and very, very operational. And after we opened the store in Soho, which um, who has a restaurant, and we opened a pastry lab and a kitchen and Los Angeles at the same time. So it was bigger. And, um, and of course, uh, what I realized being in America, even if you want to keep the French DNA and the same recipe for the macaro, um, I had to to take some um, decision for the restaurant, for example, because not everybody is taking a croissant and a coffee in the morning. Um, you like to take avocado toast or things like this. And so when I say to France, to Paris, you know what guys, we need to add this in the menu. They say, no, we cannot, we are like, I say, yes, we must because we are in America. So this is this kind of, Nice fight, the cultural fight we had with Paris a lot. Um, and the good point to be in a family business, even when Paris told me, no, you cannot do it, I said, yes, I will do it. And, uh, and so that was always the, because you know, we can just try things and if it's not working, it's not a big deal. You just stop doing it, but at least you, you are in test and learn and, and you see what's happening. So um, we look a lot, uh, things like this of um, decision trying new things and actually now Paris have the same recipes and it's working very well in Paris also um, so that's why little by little I took the lead on the marketing and the communication also in Paris but that's I have so, interesting. so many um, anecdotes about uh, about things like this even about social media when we same when we arrived 10 years ago uh, I asked Paris to open an Instagram account and they told me, no way. I said, yes, way. <laughs> but there is a different uh, maturity between the two markets. Um, and I think it's very important always when you're opening a new market to, to, to keep the DNA of the brand, of course, but to adapt a little bit uh, to your clients on the market you are. Right, right. Yeah, and I was actually going to ask about, you know, for a brand as old and kind of historied as La Durée, how you go about maintaining that balance between maintaining tradition and staying true to it, but then also having innovation and creativity, coming up with new flavors, trying new things. Um, are you developing new flavors and, and things all the time? or All the time. All the time, but I think it's very important to really know your DNA and to know who you are and where you want to go. Um, to not to not be crazy and try things too far from the brand neither. Um, for example, uh, there was this this uh, trend with a multicolor uh, Viennoiserie and cakes you could you could see everywhere like two years ago, like unicorn colors and, oh, and yeah. um, bagels like multicolor, and and this is a kind of. Um, of the conversation I have with my husband because sometimes he, I work with him, with him too. So it's not only my father and my brother, but I work with my husband also. So it's really, really a family. The whole family. The whole family. And, um, and sometimes he tells me, you know what, you're not American enough. You should be, you should try this and this. I say, no, because it's really too far from the brand. I think we use natural color and natural flavor and to do these kind of things, I have to go in artificial colors and it's not like you at all. So 
is the limit I want to um, to put. And really, I think that's why, because as you said, when I was a little girl, I used to go at La Durée. So I, I, even if I didn't walk, I know the brand by heart. And because obviously I'm French and Parisian, also it helps a lot. Uh, so that's why I know what I could try or not, where, where I could go, not too far. But for example, last year, um, we opened a vegan La Durée in LA. Uh, oh. And that was a huge step. Um, and I'm super proud of it because we really opened it like in three, four months. I met this chef in LA called, um, his name is Matthew Kinney. And he's a really, really amazing plant-based chef. And when I met him, um, it was obvious that we couldn't just only do like two or three recipes. We had to do it big, to do something big and crazy to really show that even a brand like La Durée, we could do it. Yeah. And when I share this with my brother, David, so he's still the president in Paris, it's funny because he's always pushing me. And at the same time, in front of the team in Paris, sometimes they say, oh, you go too far. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you can go, you can go. So that's so funny because we always have this... Uh, conversation and uh, and the Paris chef they didn't trust we could do vegan croissant or even vegan macaron they said no way uh, with no butter and no eggs you you cannot do it but we did it and it's <laughs> good and it's super luxury and I'm very proud to show that um, this is the kind of innovation you stay in the tradition but at the same time it takes the responsibility of what happened right now and and you think about the future and the new generation yeah, yeah. Is that vegan um, line offered only in LA or is it now um, around the world? So around the world, we, the, it's the only one we have 100% vegan. And after all the other ladurets, they can take two recipes, either, even savory or macaron or whatever, and they, can, and they put a, a some, small of them in the, in the menu. So for example, in New York, we have one pastry, two macaron, and three savory meals in the menu. Uh, same in Paris, and now London is doing it, and the um, Middle East, they're doing it uh, everywhere. So that's okay. nice. So the idea is not to be 100% vegan, it's just to have the lab in LA and to show the example and to let everybody take options. So you can be very gourmand when you go at La Durée and take the regular Ispahan or Milfeuille, or you can have the vegan one. Yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine kind of the science that goes behind trying to make all those creations vegan without the egg and the butter. As someone who bakes a lot, I know it's very difficult. It's, so very, it's pretty amazing. Actually, it takes some time, but not so much because again, in four months, we we, 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 we eat it. But we have a great pastry chef uh, who came with us to, to help us. And I think the match between the vegan chef and our pastry chef, when you're open mind. And when you put two know-how like this together, uh, it goes fast. Super smart. It, it was interesting. So I have down here that you have over 200 different recipes, different flavors and things. Is that is that true? And I guess you said when, yeah, when it started, it was only a handful, right? So that's, that's quite a lot to amass over time. Um, how many new flavors usually come out every year? Um, I know there are seasonal ones. Every year we have about um, 
new, new flavor, I would say not so many, maybe four or five, but after we have the seasonal one, uh, we used to have and we, it's turning. So we have some every season and it changed, but sometimes we pick up from the old collection. Sometimes we adapt and we change a little bit to make it uh, even better than it was like three, four years ago. So we are always trying to to, to readapt our recipes and to, to keep an, again an, an open mind and to try again and to ameliorate um, the flavor. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, like at Lauderay, is it who comes up with the recipes? Is it kind of inspired? Uh, in, what's it? What are the recipes inspired from? Do people in your family like um, come up with ideas, or does the chef come up with ideas? How does uh, how do recipe development happen? When I speak with my with my chefs, they're always afraid because I, I, I'm, everything could be an inspiration. So. Mm -hmm. Tree, for example, last year I was in India and I came back to the cardamom saying, oh, guys, the rose and cardamom, it's so good together. And we did a macaron. Uh, I was again uh, this morning with my chef here in New York speaking about ideas. Um, sometimes the chef comes with ideas on, on, on the side. Uh, my brother, David, also. So we are really open. And again, it's... Uh, Everybody could participate, and uh, and we begin to ask our followers on social media also uh, what would they like, if they have any idea, because I think it's nice to to share with our community. Everybody could could have good ideas, so we have to listen to them. I love that um, you spoke about also reaching out on social media. I feel like Lavire has such a great presence on social media too, which is also amazing for you know such a historic brand. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It that we have many uh, uh, Ladurée lovers and it's super nice to see how people love the brand, how they share stories, um, they do beautiful visuals, beautiful content. Uh, so we have a very, very nice community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm personally a huge fan. Um, I remember when the first time I visited New York, my mom and I, I was like, we have to go to the lottery store because I'd never been. And um, it's so beautiful, like with the garden and like the flowers in the background. So wrapping up here, we're curious as to what advice you'd have for students looking to enter the food and beverage space or advice from young women coming from such a successful uh, woman executive in the industry. I think you, um, I don't know, there are so many things, but the, the, I think at first when you're young, and that's funny because I had this conversation uh, with my team this morning, um, maybe it's, some, it's about the generation, I don't know, uh, but when I was a student and when I began to work, uh, and I think, again, it's not on me, it's everybody around me, uh, we used to just um, don't speak too much, learn a lot, work a lot. Uh, we were the, the first one to come in the morning, the last one to leave in the, in the afternoon, and we were really proud to, to work and to learn. And now, not everybody, of course, but often when I have young people around me, they ask me when is the next vacation, if they can leave at 5 p.m. I say, guys, you're here to learn. So ju just, and they come with many ideas, and you should do this, I should do Say, no, I shouldn't do anything. You just listen, you learn, and after you can give advice, but at first, just take the time a little bit to to yeah to, to learn and see what happens. So I think this this is an advice. Just be quiet. Uh, every everything will come, but uh, step by step. And being a woman, um, I don't know what to say because I really don't think about it. I just 
have to do it and to manage uh, my kids and 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 the family and the business uh, and and for me especially everything is mixed together but for example i have my kids for lunch because they don't have school today and because i didn't have time to go back home and to take care of them i say you come at la durée and we have lunch together and i had a meeting with my chef at the same time with my kids eating and i don't know i i just try to to plug everything and to make it work so we, I think, I think it's there is no rule. It depends of what what, what you have to do, and uh, yeah, just don't be afraid to be a woman. We are we are stronger, so <laughs> everything yep. is. Yep, and you do what you got to do, and <laughs> juggle it all. Yeah, exactly, and don't think, oh, should I get pregnant? Maybe it's not a good time. No, you know what? Don't think about it. Just live your life, and everybody will be aligned, and it will work. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, so. For our last little segment, we're going to do a little speed round um, where we're just going to ask a few short questions and you can just say whichever option comes to mind first. So the first question is, what's your favorite midnight snack or late night restaurant? Uh, I, I'm more thinking about Paris restaurant right now. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I miss the- <laughs> That works too. <laughs> what's your favorite macaron flavor? It's the rose one. And all the... the- cardamom or just rose? Uh, rose and all the variation. We have rose and ginger, rose and cardamom. Uh, we are working right now on the new one for next year, and everything about rose, I really like it. Me too. Me too, for sure. Um, what do you think is the most underrated menu item at La Durée? Maybe the French toast. I think they are really good, uh, very La Durée, because we have different recipes, and not everybody knows about it. So... Uh, maybe I would say the French toast. Good to know. I'll have to try it next time I come. <laughs> what has been the most unique macaron flavor that you've come across? One day we had um, a TV show with Martha Stewart, uh, and they were asking us to do the most expensive macaron worldwide. Uh, it was a very good challenge. And we decided to do a macaron with coffee. It was a very, very rare, rare coffee. Um, very specific from I don't know where uh, I will I will out and uh, and we mixed it with a little bit of fleur de caviar so caviar salt uh, and I think it was pretty good and it it was a very expensive makeup. Wow, yeah. And then finally, the age-old question: chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. And that's funny because I have twins, and lo- one of them is crazy about chocolate, and the other one is crazy about vanilla. So, so it's funny. Sometimes you see there is no no rule. Well, that's that's it from us in terms of questions. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us, and it was fascinating to hear both about your own kind of history and career and life, and then also um, the amazing brand that is Latere. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Again, it's always super nice to, to share the story. Uh, I'm passionate about it. And uh, we have, again, so many things. It's limitless. We have so many ideas, so many things to develop. And, and with the restaurant and the, the restaurant menu, and we have the garden in Soho, and we have the other stores, so many opportunities to, to, to continue to spread the, the French lifestyle and. Uh, so we hope you will come, all of you, when you can and, uh, and enjoy the experience in the La Durée store or online because um, you can also order your macaron for, for holidays. So I hope you will enjoy. That's a wrap on our conversation with Elizabeth Holder from Lauderay. 
Check out Lotteray on Instagram at LotteryUS. And if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift, you can order macarons and other sweet treats at Lotteray.us. If you liked the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can shoot us an email at gourmandfoodpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram at gourmandpodcast to stay up to date with new episodes, giveaways, and our 12 days of foodness coming up this December. Also, we're working on launching Gourmand Community, which is going to be a platform built by and for the next generation of food content creators. So if you're a writer, photographer, videographer, you name it, please reach out to us via Instagram or email. We're looking for new submissions to upload to the site and populate it with content before we launch. I'm Elena Cho. And I'm Maggie Tang. And this is Gourmand.